Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today, at Fuliana's request, we're going to talk about leaving an organisation, whether you're retiring or resigning or being made redundant, at a time when everyone is working remotely. As we record this once again, we are in, still in a semi-lockdown due to the coronavirus in 2020. So we want to look at the individual's feeling and acting and the team and the stakeholders and the suppliers, contractors, customers, a reaction and action. Let's begin by hearing Fuliana's views. Today, I want to talk to you about people leaving an organisation for many, many reasons. Particularly, I want to concentrate on the environment and the feelings during this time when people are not really in the office. They're all working from home and via technology, video conferencing, etc. So let's take some examples of why people might be leaving. So they might be leaving because they've got a promotion elsewhere, so they resign. They might be leaving because they've been made redundant. They might be leaving because they're retiring. They might be transferred to another part of the organisation in a different location. During this time, that will happen and as per usual, an announcement get made and then after that, emails follow, people bump into each other in the corridor, they say, did you hear so-and-so is leaving? Did you know why that person is leaving? People will bump into you and ask you why are you leaving and that they miss you, etc. So from a The individual's point of view, the person who is leaving, I believe that is going to feel a bit surreal based on some recent examples people shared with me. It feels surreal because it feels like, yes, everything is the way I want it, everything is going well, and the announcement was written and it was written perfectly well, etc. However, it kind of feels funny and sad at the same time because I can't say goodbye to people face-to-face in the way it normally happens. What does that leave? It leaves a gap. So we'll talk about how we can compensate for that gap in a minute. Now, this is going to feel just as strong and, I guess, surreal for the rest of the team. The team could be your immediate team members. It could be the stakeholders. It could be other departments that you worked with on and off. It could be uh, members of the management team that you either interact with regularly or not so regularly. It could be your suppliers. It could be your clients, etc. I guess we have to pay a little bit more attention than normal for this in this environment and see what can I do uh, differently, if anything, to make sure that I feel fulfilled in in the way I'm exiting and kept the human connection, despite the fact that it's not face-to-face. Likewise, with the team members, because you've got to remember, when these things normally happen, you have, as I said, your interaction, bumping into people, people telling people, and, and so on. Then you might even have a farewell. You might even have half a dozen. One of them could be the whole floor comes and wish you all the best and have a bit of a morning tea. Other cases might be different groups. You will go out together and have a lunch or, or um, a drink or whatever it may be. 
all these things actually help us process and have that human connection and talk about our experience in the organization, what we learned, what we appreciated, what we're going to miss. As a member of the organization not leaving, you're going to feel the loss. You're going to feel that I'm going to miss working with that person. What will happen? Who would replace them, etc. And I won't be able to just you know, walk up to them and say, how were you? How was your weekend? So the, the feeling of loss will definitely be there. So the best thing that you can do is after the announcement is gone out is to take particular care in, say, in, in making the time in picking up the phone. And in some cases, it might be uncomfortable with some people, but pick up the phone and have that chat. So you might have heard I'm leaving, this is what, what it is, I'm excited or I'm challenged but I'm going to look at it as an opportunity or whatever the case may be and say something to that person that will indicate how when you worked with them, how did that feel and what you appreciated about it. And uh, you might even talk about a project with other people that you only worked with on project uh, basis, you might say, I'm really, really happy I had the opportunity to work with you on such and such project. And even though we had our challenges, we might not have got the full extent of what we went for, but look at the foundation we left behind. Look at, at that. So I'll always remember and appreciate that. This sort of conversation can happen by the person leaving, initiated by the person leaving, or the person not leaving and have a genuine something to say to the person leaving. Likewise, with your suppliers, the clients, again, keep it professional, keep it to the point, but make the effort to say that you enjoyed working with them, and if you did, that is, <laughs> and select them. If you're a regular listener to our podcast, you will already know that I am going to make a list in this situation because I am the list person. I am the list queen. Making a list, firstly, of the people that you interact with that will be affected in one way or another by the fact that you are leaving will give you a starting point. And really, that's what you need because in a situation where this activity happens whether you resign, you retire, you're made redundant. The activity that reflects on you in terms of you leaving is organised around you. You don't actually have to do very much more in terms of farewells, shall we say, other than sit back and wait for the party, wait for the letter, wait for the, the day to come. And you would generally only interact with the immediate group that you work with because you would expect that having the announcement having been made that everyone else would know. And so in that situation, you don't have to do anything proactive to manage what is occurring. The circumstances that we're in now mean that you do have to take charge. And that's a good thing because it gives you the opportunity to manage this activity in a way that reflects on you. Remember that for a lot of people in this situation that you interact with, this is going to be the, what we call the last touch that they have with you. This is how they will remember you. The way you approach this, the way you interact with them, is the way that they will predominantly remember you 
in this situation. So if you want to exhibit some good leadership skills, some good communication skills, some good management skills, because it may not be the last time that you interact with them, if we look into the future, you want them to remember this last touch with some degree of professionalism so that in the event that they need to call on your expertise, your services, your input at some time in the future, you'll be the one that comes to their mind. You'll be the one that they think, there was that person. When they left, they did this. That's who I want in this situation. So don't ever think that this is a closing of a door because all of our lives are too intermingled for us to ever think that one door closes and no other door opens. That just doesn't happen in my experience. You can break up the groups, if you like, into people that very close and that's definitely phone call and contact details for the future. The next group might be not as close but close enough, a number of projects or interactions or lived in situations so that were difficult at the times and, and had each other for support or had some exciting initiatives that you thought of and implemented. In that sense, again, trouble is to do that face-to-face uh, sorry, <laughs> by phone or video, and to make sure, again, contact details. The essence here is personalising it, making it real, and referring to actual experiences that you had. I think the important area for you, again, to consider, and I'll go back to what I said earlier, is about you managing this situation, you deciding what information you want to impart to the different groups of people that you might identify. And there's a wonderful Yes Minister episode where it's just before Christmas and the private secretary brings in all of the Christmas cards to sign and you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of them. And there's all different ways that they have to be signed depending on who they're for. And I think that's a good approach to take is don't just have one style of communication or one statement that you make or one story that you tell but remember to whom you will be speaking to whom you will be communicating this information and personalize it a bit for that audience for those people and that again helps you to remember this group and helps them to feel that they were a part of your journey with this organisation. Don't forget the senior management. So with some of them, you might interact more than others. With others, you really like that person, you admired them, you had very little to do with them. And if you were in a situation that you had a room full of people to say goodbye to, you may have an order of bumped into each other and got to say what you want to say. Don't let the lack of face-to-face stop you doing that. Pick up the phone. I'm sure the person will appreciate it both ways, either of you. If you're the senior manager or you're the person leaving, pick up the phone because it means a lot. And after all, a workplace is nothing without the people. Action doesn't happen without people. You know that. Let it resonate that you appreciate it. Think about it yourself first. How when you reflected, did you appreciate it? And if so, let the other person know. With other people, it might have to be just by email. It might have to be an email. But again, where possible, personalize it, use examples, specific examples that people can relate to. If you think that's getting so too many phone calls, too many emails, think about and what impact will they have and how much better everybody will feel by reflecting 
and sharing the experience and using it for future opportunities and directions. The only other thing that I really want you to consider and remember in this situation is that it is an emotional time. It's emotional on all sorts of levels and you need to address that for your own mental health well-being as well as for the ability for you to move forward from this situation, whatever it is. It's a different emotion to if you were going through this when everyone was in the same workplace, but it is emotional nonetheless and it comes with happiness, with sadness, with regret, with anticipation, with anxiety. So all of those things, don't ignore any of them, but just acknowledge that they are going to be there and manage them. Manage them the way you have always managed those sorts of emotions, but just recognise that they're there. So communicate as best as you can, give feedback, receive feedback, and graciously, even if it's not good, (laughs) do it by phone or email, whatever is the best for that situation. And keep in touch where you decided to keep in touch. And join LinkedIn with people. And if you do those things, the contact exchange contact details and join LinkedIn before you leave, it makes it easy. So there we have it, our take on leaving an organisation in this time of remote working. I hope that has helped you to resolve any of the issues that you might be having at this particular point in time. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Mm-hmm.